From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. Well, if you've made it to 7 o'clock, friends, good for you. Because there were times, say, I didn't think I was going to. <laughs> welcome welcome to the busiest Thursday I've had in a very, very long time. And I'm guessing my uh, counterpart did as well. Imran Ansari, good to see you, sir. Uh, welcome to the Thursday Night Show. Always a pleasure to have you. Kevin, thanks for having me. And what a week. What a week in legal news. Yeah. Oh, we got a lot to get to. But today alone, uh, between the Broadway Association um, monthly get-together, and this is the annual thing that follows the Tony Awards, and then I did Will Cow on Salem News Channel and my other radio shows, and it's just, ugh, it's what a day. Uh, but uh, we, we do have a lot to get to. The, tr- the president, the former president, has been indicted. Uh, it is in a different court, obviously, than the Alvin Bragg indictment. Um, there's a lot of aspects I want to get into about all this, but let me ask you first, you've read the indictment, I'm assuming by this point, uh, and what, what can, can you break it down in, in everyday language for the people listening? What are they essentially arguing that he did that broke federal law? Yeah, so this is a 37 count indictment handed down by the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, and, and uh, against Donald Trump. And I got to say this just at the outset, because let's let's put it in the context, Kevin, of the indictment that was handed down uh, in New York County with the DA's office uh, headed by Alvin Bragg. That indictment, uh, when it came out, when we first got it in our hands, you know, many of us uh, looked at it, we analyzed it. And there was a lot of question marks. There was like, where is the evidence and what is the connection uh, between the charges and what uh, the state of New York vis-a-vis D.A. Bragg were alleging? Uh, This is a different story, Kevin. I think that this is uh, an indictment that uh, fulfills the role uh, of what an indictment should be, which is a mouthpiece uh, for the prosecution in order to spell out the charges very clearly. There shouldn't be any uh, question marks for the defendant or, or their counsel to be sort of parsing through. Uh, but, you know, the evidence and the charges uh, against the defendant. And, um, uh, you know, if you support Donald Trump, if you don't support Tr- Donald Trump, looking at this objectively, looking at this indictment objectively, I would say it is a much stronger indictment uh, than we saw uh, here in New York, which arguably could be tagged as a weak indictment uh, and a stretch, whereas this one does spell out the evidence. And I'll tell you what the problem is here for former President Trump. Unfortunately, it's his own words. And again, if you're a Trump supporter, uh, you know you know that Donald Trump uh, likes to speak and he speaks his mind. But in the context of a criminal case, uh, that's why we have that Fifth Amendment. That's why we defense attorneys never like our clients speaking. Uh, and in this indictment, Kevin, uh, the prosecution is using Donald Trump's own words against him, uh, which arguably – If you're going to look at the prosecution's arguments and the allegations to support what they're charging him with, uh, make out a case that he at least knew that some of these documents were classified and that he had it in his possession. And then that you couple that with the obstruction charges. uh, And that is where we get into, you know, were were they requested? Did he not give them back? Was there sort of a a runaround here? Uh, And I think that, you know, that's what you have to look at it, whether you're a Trump supporter or not. You got to look at it objectively. And I think this case... Uh, is going to be a harder case for Donald Trump to defend against. All right. And I've, I've, you're not the only lawyer that I've heard kind of give that analysis. In fact, your mentor, Mr. Dershowitz, before the indictment, long before the indictment came down, was saying things along these lines. 
So this gives me a whole ton of questions that I have then for you uh, as we kind of discuss this over the next little bit, because there are uh, processes about, there, there are things about the process on all of this that I have questions about, and then there are things about the substance of these charges themselves. But let me ask you, you said that uh, the evidence uh, that they're going to use will be his own words. Are these... Um, are, are these tape recordings, are these firsthand witnesses that are attesting to what he said? Where are the words that, uh, that, you're, that you're citing that, that will be used from his own mouth in terms of uh, the evidence that they're going to put up against him? Sure. So, I mean, if you're familiar with the indictment, I realize, uh, you know, some of our, our listeners are not necessarily going to be sitting there with the indictment in front of them. But uh, it's in a par one, one of one of these uh, these points is paragraph 34 in the indictment. And, you know, let me break it down. You know, Donald Trump is is sitting with a writer uh, and a publisher, two staff members. Um, and it's regarding a book or, or you know, a, a piece of literature that, you know, Donald Trump is sitting for is going to be a part of. Uh, and he has classified documents. He recognizes that they're highly confidential. He recognizes that as president, I could have declassified it. And there's a staffer that's that's saying, yeah, with some laughter there. Uh, now I can't, Donald Trump states, you know, but it, this is still a secret. The staffer goes, now we have a problem and there's some l laughter. Th these are Donald Trump's own words. And I, it's going to be hard for him uh, in the face of that recording, which, you know, shows the so knowledge. It is, so yeah. it is an audio tape is yes. what you're saying. Right, okay. right. And, and, and it's correct. And it's a problem because it's showing the indicia of knowledge, right? The, that the, he has the quote-unquote mens rea, which is uh, the Latin component of intent or knowledge. Uh, and then he has the actus reus, which is the, you know, the other component of a criminal sort of uh, charge or criminal act. And that's the act, right? So he, he's evincing here that he knows that he could have declassified it, and he now knows that he can't declassify it, and it's in his possession. And the problem is he's disclosing things about it, right? That, that's a problem. That's making the charge, right? That he's in possession of the classified documents knowingly, and then he's also now disseminating it. So there's, there's a problem with that. And, uh, you know, if those were, it would be a much stronger defense if uh, they weren't, uh, really facing or confronted with those words right so that's the uh and would you say that that is the crux of the strongest charge against the former president is what you just cited yes so you know it, it's multiple counts 37 counts one of those counts uh deal with multiple uh, uh violations if you will um of of, of having the willful reten willful retention of national defense information uh, which make up uh, multiple counts of the indictment, counts one through 31. Um, and, you know, the the problem here is, again, Donald Trump's own words. And, and, and he's still, he goes on Truth Social and he's still commenting about it. I'm sure, you know, his attorneys, uh, that, that causes them some uh, agita, if you will. But, you know, that's what's going to be a, a strong part of this case. And it's right. going to be a hard part. Uh, it's always, and let's just not say, you know, Donald Trump, any defendant where there's a uh, recording or there's an admission, if you will, it's going to be a very hard case to defend. And I'm very curious to see how this plays out and how the defense will tackle this, uh, uh, you know, because it's going to be something very difficult when you have a recording which shows sort of ticks off the boxes, if you will, to make out the charge. It's going to be interesting on a lot of different levels, uh, but uh, this was always the case that in the lawyers that I was speaking with, that they said uh, that the president was going to have uh, the toughest battle. Uh, when we come back, I want to ask some questions about the, the process and where we go next, but also even the substance of some of the stuff you've already highlighted, because I think there's uh, some observations that I would like to have responded to in terms of... Uh, what what people are saying out there right now and kind of how that plays into the uh, what's what's going to go down in that courtroom over the next uh, period of time. He's Imran Ansari. I'm Kevin McCullough. It is legal night and we're always brought to you by the good people at Plaza College. Tonight we will talk with uh, yet another success story in the court reporting pool of uh, court reporters. 
Uh, and uh, Danae Vidal is going to tell us her story uh, a little bit later on. So stick around. We've got a big show coming right back. Relief Factor, pain relief. It's natural pain relief that works and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Cable news. Noisy, out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we. Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right. Unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel. We're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800 800- 353-2973 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973. Hi, it's Joe Piscopo for Perillo Tours. Did I tell you I'm going to Rome and Sicily this year with my friend Steve Perillo? Hey, you want to go? It's simple. You just call 800-431-1515 and say, I want to go to Apollonia's hometown with Joey. Make it happen, baby. How does that sound? Rome, three nights, including a special intimate performance by yours truly. Then we fly directly to Sicily, visiting Catania, Taormina, Palermo, some medieval towns like Savoca and Forza d'Agro in Messina. Why? Because we're going to visit some iconic sites from famous Godfather scenes. How cool is that? Can't leave Sicily until you have a wine tasting in the shadow of Mount Etna. We will do that too. Then on to Palermo for three more nights. Call Perillo Tours at 800-431-1515, 800-431-1515, or visit please PerilloTours.com. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, the answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Gallagher sees an alternative to Biden emerging. What we do or don't say about Gavin Newsom won't change the political trajectory of 2024. You better be ready for him. And I've been telling you for a year that he is likely going to be the Democrat nominee for president next year. And I think his appearance last night with Sean Hannity goes a long way towards advancing that goal. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970. The answer. What a little moonlight can do. It's Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. The indictment was unsealed on Friday night after some uh, consternation from uh, the public that uh, they were not going to unveil it until Tuesday of this week. But on Tuesday, the president was the former president was formally arrested uh, and uh, brought before a judge. uh, And and the uh, charges, as you've been hearing Imran Ansari describe them in the last little bit. Are, are what they are. Imran, I want to talk about uh, two things uh, and get your reaction to it. There's been a lot of observation about the, uh, the venue for this and the, uh, the, the judge herself that is hearing this case. And there's people being, there's people calling for 
this judge to recuse herself uh, in this case. Uh, is there anything in the law that requires a judge who was appointed by a certain president to then recuse themselves uh, from a case that is that involves the president that uh, that uh, that appointed them? Well, so that's difficult to answer uh, to the extent that uh, Donald Trump is the first president to face a a federal indictment, criminal indictment, where, uh, you know, the judge that is presiding over the case, which was randomly selected, uh, she was, uh, Judge Cannon was randomly selected. It wasn't that it was, uh, you know, predetermined somehow. Uh, but it's, it's, it's somewhat landmark, right, because we don't have this. These are, uh, this is a new trail that we're going down here. So we, it's not like we could say, oh, well, remember when President so-and-so was indicted and, you know, that judge was appointed as an Article Three judge uh, by that president, and that judge had to do this. We don't have that uh, sort of precedent here, so we're sort of in uncharted territories. I would say this, this is my take on things, right? I don't think it's necessarily uh, an automatic recusal, so to say, just because uh, Judge Cannon was appointed by Donald Trump. Uh, the more uh, maybe pointed argument that the DOJ may try to make, if they seek recusal, uh, of Judge Cannon is that, you know, there was a favorable decision previously when, when Judge Cannon was seeking the special master to preside over uh, the document review and all that. And I don't think that was necessarily the wrong decision, but then she was reversed. And, uh, you know, ultimately that was that case was bounced. You know, does the DOJ somehow articulate an argument that Judge Cannon was was uh, too favorable for for uh, President Trump in that matter uh, and that way and that there's grounds for a recusal. Um, I don't know if that's going to be necessarily uh, an, a winning argument. Uh, you really have to show that there's going to be um, bias here and of some that, sort. Yeah, of some sort. And I don't know if they're able to articulate that enough uh, to say that this judge is subject to recusal because you got to think, you know, there, if, even though we don't have the precedent that there was a former president fa facing criminal charges in front of a judge that they appointed. Uh, there are judges who are appointed by certain presidents, you know, and who are uh, a Republican or a Democrat, uh, and they have cases come before them that may be involving someone of that party or an issue that is not necessarily, uh, you know, favored by the party of the president that they were appointed by. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be automatically recused. You really yeah. have to show that there's going to be some sort of bias uh, towards one particular party in order to prevail over that recusal. And where do they go to argue for that recusal? Do they argue it first before the judge that has it, and then if they lose that, take it to the next judge up? Or what's the process there? Right, so they, they can file a motion to recuse where, uh, you know, you would, initially you could ask the judge to recuse themselves, uh, which is something which typically doesn't happen. It happens. I've, I've had cases myself where the judge has uh, recused themselves, but that's because they may be familiar with myself, uh, you know, uh, on a friendly basis uh, gotcha. or someone in my firm on a friendly basis. And they're just doing it out of the abundance of caution. That way you're not going to have the case challenged based on something which may not be there, but may just have the sort of uh, the facade of, of, of a potential, you gotcha. know. Uh, you know, conflict or something like that. But they could file a motion, uh, you know, and go straight to the appellate uh, course to seek, uh, you know, redress with an order to show cause uh, and, and go to the circuit courts and try to get a ruling that she should be recused. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I don't know if they're going to do that uh, in terms of a game plan because it's going to behoove uh, Jack Smith and, you know, his team to really show that this, this uh, prosecution uh, isn't partisan and it's something that, you know, and Jack Smith isn't necessarily batting for the Democrats, right? Like that, you know, it's uh, so, well, you know, his and that's pedigree. the interesting thing right. about this is that people are calling for the judge to recuse herself because Donald Trump appointed her. I'm not even clear that she and Mr. Trump have ever even met. But Jack's uh, the 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 lead prosecutor has has been kind of notoriously involved in what appears to be highly partisan um, uh, cases in the past. And so there's. There's kind of a, a little bit of a balancing out there, I think, of, of both sides uh, in terms of what the critics of each side could probably have to say. I want to ask you about the venue. Uh, yeah. Does it matter at all that it's in Miami versus New York or Washington, D.C.? Well, it, I mean, it, it is properly venued in Miami based on the situs of where the alleged crimes occurred, right, gotcha. at Mar-a-Lago. So it's properly venued there. Could they have brought it elsewhere 
Uh, there's, you know, uh, aspects of the law where they could have done so. But I think they were wise to do so in in that particular jurisdiction if they're going to dispel these, uh, you know, claims that this is going to be a partisan prosecution, which, as I have stated many times previously, no prosecution should be marred by politics. It should be based on the law and a violation of the law and the need to bring uh, that person uh, to justice for violating the law. Now, how could it play out better uh, and more favorable for Donald Trump? Well, you know, he is a uh, he you know, he's going to be having his trial um, potentially in a jurisdiction where uh, it's 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 you know, which is uh, typically voting. Uh, in a manner that could be favorable for him, right? The, you so mean that from area, the jury pool perspective. Yes, in the okay. jury pool, uh, the jury pool will be derived from that jurisdiction, from that area, uh, and you know there are Donald Trump supporters in that area, very largely so. Uh, the Latino population there, uh, particularly those who are are Cuban immigrants, uh, are voting uh, largely and have voted for the GOP and are Trump supporters. Um, so, you know, this could be something which is favorable for the defense. I don't expect to see any sort of motion to change the venue here from the defense. Certainly not. Uh, you're not going to get that from the prosecution because they chose to indict and bring the case uh, in that jurisdiction. All right. So this is very educational, friends. I hope you're learning as much as I am about uh, the Trump case. Um, I don't I'm not sure how much time we have left in this particular segment, but there's a couple of other questions I want to get to. And I also want to try to get a little bit on the uh, the Daniel Perry case as well. But I guess the next one I would have here is Speaker McCarthy in talking to the press yesterday was asked, you know, are you going to challenge, you know, the uh, you know, basically you're going to support the president or or what's going to happen? And he turned it on the reporters and he said, if we have equal justice under the law. And fair treatment, in other words, where this these uh, statutes are applied evenly, uh, why the disproportion between what Trump is being put through right now and what uh, noticeably uh, came out uh, in the kind of the aftermath of the Mar-a-Lago raid uh, with many, many, many more documents in the possession of people like Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, when he wasn't even uh, the, the president uh, first, you know, he was vice president and even before that senator having documents he should not have had, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to ask you about the, the fair treatment and equal justice uh, aspects of this case. And uh, let's, let's see where we go from there. It's uh, legal night. Man, what an interesting uh, night to be here. Stay with us. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting nine survivors from a migrant boat that sank were arrested on suspicion of smuggling as hope faded for hundreds of missing passengers and attention turned to Greece's failure to act before the ship capsized. The trawler may have carried as many as 750 passengers when it went down early Wednesday. Wall Street staged a broad-based rally with the S&P 500 notching the biggest gain yet in its recent winning streak. The benchmark index rose 1.2% Thursday. The Dow was up 428 points, and the Nasdaq gained 1.1%. Treasury yields fell after mixed reports on retail sales, manufacturing, and unemployment claims raised hopes the Federal Reserve may end up hiking interest rates only once more this year. More details at srnnews.com. Sponsored by Route 22 Toyota, who reminds you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, experience the smart way to buy with Route 22 Toyota. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise along with The Money Show. Visit EagleFinancialCruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. 
the only station in New York that doesn't hold back. AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. When a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty, who is there for them or the families left behind? Who's helping our homeless veterans and our nation to never forget 9-11? The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs are comprised of its Gold Star Fallen First Responders Smart Home and Veteran Homelessness programs, all of which are dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engages people in 9-11 remembrance across America. And our Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation to keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our America's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. It's T, the number two, T.org. Want to listen to AM 970 The Answer on the go? There's an app for that. Download our free smartphone app so you can listen to all your favorite shows, keep up with us on social media, enter contests, win prizes, and even interact with our hosts all in one place. Just search AM 970 The Answer in the iPhone App Store or the Google Play Store for the Android. Again, search AM 970 The Answer and download our smartphone app today. That way, you can take us wherever you go. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. If I should take an ocean, dump myself into the ocean, ain't nobody's business if I do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. Well, it's never happened before. Never has the, the sitting president in the history of our country. Uh, turned around and uh, had arrested the person who would be his likely opponent for the coming election. Uh, this is the first time in history that that has happened. Uh, a lot of people are asking if these crimes, uh, if they are crimes, if he committed them, uh, do they rise to the level that would merit this type of precedent? We haven't really touched on that aspect of this yet, but there are some very important ones that we have been. I, um, Imran Ansari is back with us on Legal Night per usual, as always. Uh, and Imran, just before the break, um, Speaker McCarthy was questioned yesterday by reporters, you know, are you going to support uh, Donald Trump or not? And he asked, I thought, a very insightful question, which is, where is the equal justice idea here? Uh, fair treatment of the same. And uh, I want to note this, and he didn't bring this up. This is this is me adding it to the conversation. When Clinton and Trump campaigned against each other, uh, Trump campaigned hard on Hillary's abuse of classified documents, losing 33,000 emails. Uh, James Comey famously went before Congress and said, yes, she abused the use of these documents. Yes, she did not store them properly. They were on an unsecured server in a bathroom stall in Colorado somewhere. Uh, yes, uh, th these were highly classified and, and highly sensitive uh, documents as the uh, former uh, Secretary of State would have had. Um, but, and these were the famous words of Jim Comey, head of the FBI at the time, no serious prosecutor would bring a case uh, based on, on, on these types of things. Um, certainly it seems like after she beat cell phones with hammers and wiped servers clean of those emails that uh, there was not going to be, you know, a revisiting of this type of issue. Now with 31 documents in question, 36 documents in question, something like that, uh, you've got literally the Department of Justice going to the wall saying we're going to uh, make this guy pay for every ounce of wrongdoing. Is there an aspect of equal justice that is missing in this case? And if you're Trump's attorneys, is that a part of your argument if you were their defense, uh, Imran Ansari? Sure. So, Kevin, I think, you know, uh, ultimately we'll see how, uh, you know, let's say uh, – 
the evidence pans out, and we're, we're talking about what, what now President Biden had in his possession, et cetera. Uh, we're going to see how that investigation, if there is really looking into you know those documents, how that pans out. But I, I'll, this is where I differentiate, uh, and this is my objective uh, opinion under the law, uh, what, why Donald Trump uh, has a problem. Again, it's his own words, because in his case, we have uh, Donald Trump sitting down with reporters uh, with classified documents uh, of a military uh, nature, uh, which are, you know, which were classified top secret uh, with certain designations. uh, And he's he's disclosing that material. And we have an admission uh, on audio tape as to knowingly have the classified uh, material, saying he could have declassified it, did not declassify it, uh, and so so on and so forth. So that is why I think, uh, and I'm, I'm going to speak as a former prosecutor, if you have evidence, uh, strong evidence of a, uh, a violation of law, if you have arguably uh, a audio tape of a defendant, president or or just Joe Schmo on the street making out the elements of the crime you're somewhat under the duty to bring the the charges so I know this may not be a popular uh, opinion uh, and a lot of people uh, you know out there are are doubling down on their support for Donald Trump and I actually think this is going to uh, not harm or hurt his potential in the 2024 election I know his base will continue to rally around Donald Trump, and I'm sure they will be even more invigorated by uh, this uh, in terms of supporting him. We'll see. We'll see because sometimes things change, uh, especially with a crowded GOP playing field uh, emerging for the primary election. But uh, that is where I think the problem is here. And I, I, I have, I know other attorneys out there who are, whether they're GOP or Democrats, are, are also agreeing that the words of Donald Trump himself, uh, he may be his worst enemy in this right. case, unfortunately. That's your prosecutor's hat. So I asked right. you about your criminal defense hat. If you're, if you're bleeding his team um, and you know that that's what they're going to present, what is, what is your strategy uh, if you were on his, if, on his defense team? Sure. So, I mean, if I'm not confronting uh, the evidence or his statements as is, you know, I'm sure that his team are, you know, hunkered down uh, and they are thinking about all the legal ways to attack it. And I'm sure there's going to be motions to dismiss. There's going to be attacks on the evidence in terms of uh, the way it was maybe uh, uh, preserved uh, or, or acquired by law enforcement. And you could procedurally seek to preclude certain evidence if it was ill gotten evidence and i think that there's going to be grounds so they're looking at all of that at this point yeah because you could knock out you on there's also procedural ways right and evidentiary uh defense points where you could even knock out certain evidence uh out of a case and then your defense gets all the more stronger but i am sure they if this case is going to trial in front of a jury uh in down uh in sub you know the south of florida which is real quick we're up against the break Uh, yeah they're going to be bringing all these points out there they're going to be talking about a part All right. Uh, Stay with us. A special guest next. Hemp Leaf products are the next big thing in skin and body care. From head to toe, they have you covered. Our formulas have been handed down through generations of herbalists and have now been made available to the general public. The remarkable neuropathy cream, Helixer, has brought pain relief to millions within minutes of application. The whip body butters and creams will leave your skin feeling soft, silky, and hydrated, giving your skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their body washes, shampoos, and soaps are the perfect solution to help keep your body free of germs, fungus, and bacteria that we encounter every day. All of these natural botanical products are manufactured in their Long Island, New York facility. All products are vegan-friendly and cruelty-free. Remember, we don't put any anything on your body that you would not put in it visit us at www.hemplief.com www.hemplief.com enter the word arthur at checkout and get 10 percent off hi this is joan herman host of change your attitude change your life's conversations with joan conversations with joan focuses on topics that are important to your life 
Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Brandon Tatum, weeknights at 8 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca or Tom. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very I, fortunate to have a great American story. Yeah. Joe Piscopo. Uh, Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Graduation season is here, and many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in this position? Tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows you to speed your way into the legal field and make good money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I'm told district attorneys are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. With the national shortage, NCRA partnered with Plaza to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z, and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Info at plazacollege.edu. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. And now from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right. Well, as uh, much as we love talking about the news of the day, Imran, you've still got Esquire etiquette coming up for us tonight with uh, helpful tips about our legal lives. We'll get into that uh, before we're done. But we want to take a little time out because Plaza College is such a phenomenal sponsor of our show. And their school of court reporting, you know, they're going to have, you know, graduation is happening. And then you're going to have a whole new class and a whole new opportunity uh, to change your life. And we, we love talking to people that have been part of the program. And uh, I, I'm pretty excited about our guest, Imran, because she's called a stenofluencer. Have you ever heard of a stenofluencer before? I have not. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> We're going to find out what one is. Danae Vidal, thank you for joining us and welcome to Legal Night here at Radio Night Live. Thank you so much for having me. A stenofluencer on TikTok. This sounds very hip, probably way too hip for me. Uh, what is a stenofluencer? So a stenofluencer is basically, um, I'm a stenographer, a court reporter, and I basically spread steno. And steno is the shorthand that stenographers use to basically write at and type uh, 225 words per minute and beyond. So I just basically go around and um, on social media and I try to promote stenography and court borders because we have a national shortage and we want to stop that shortage. Yeah. Well, and in fact, you this is not a small thing, Imran. She has 10,000 followers uh, as a stenofluencer. I don't know how you say it. Anyway, stenofluencer. Um, but I'm pretty sure 10,000 followers is more than uh, more than this show has on social media. So uh, <laughs> you're doing well, Danae. Um, so Thank that's you. the fun side of what you're doing now. How did you get into it? Well, I got into into stenofluencing or court reporting in general. Uh, let's talk. Let's start with the court reporting first. Yes. So my husband, he's actually a videographer, and at the time he was my boyfriend. We've been together now for like 15 years, but he was a videographer for a court reporting agency, and his cousin was a court reporter. 
and she was driving around in a Benz and just making six figures. And I was in college at the time for speech pathology. And I was like, I can make that money doing court reporting, going to school in half the time. And I was just like, okay, I'm switching over. So that's how I got into it. Wow. Wow. So uh, what kind of uh, court reporting do you do? You know, so I'm, gonna, I'm a practicing attorney, so I'm very well aware of, of the uh, benefits and also the role uh, a court reporter or stenographer plays in the legal world and use, you know, for depositions, trials, in court, so many yep. uh, important functions. Uh, what, what are some of the things that you do? Well, currently I work for Bronx Criminal Court and I'm an official court reporter here. And I do trials. Um, and before this, I was actually captioning for um, a few television networks, CNN, MSNBC, QVC. And I would do that live. And I did that from my home. And before that, I was actually a car provider, which is the same thing, a stenographer. Uh, but we're basically in classrooms for in, in different colleges. And we assist the hard of hearing community. And um, so, so to ensure that they have equal access in the classroom. Wow. So you've done like the whole field of stenography. Like I you've have, done yeah. The broadcast, the academic and the court and the court is what you're doing now. Um, yeah. Imran talks all the time, Danae, about how in demand uh, the, the court reporters are for the courts themselves. Um, it, I also hear a lot about how lucrative it is. Can you respond to both of those issues like uh, how how the how the lucrative uh, re, um, remuneration happens, but also what the need is in the courts right now? Well, I'll start with the with the need in the courts. That's one of the main reasons why I became um, why, why I created Stenofluencer. Um, was because we really we're really so short in court. There's times we're, we're just we literally need like I want to say in our courthouse alone, probably like. 30 to 40 court reporters um, and we're working very hard here and thank God we have a really good group of reporters. We work together so we get the job done but the, the judges and the clerks are constantly calling like we need a reporter for this, we need a reporter for that and we can't fill it so we have to combine parts and that's you know it's really stressful on the court and it's scary for, for us in our jobs and this is such a lucrative field it just makes no sense that there's not a million court reporters so in terms of um how this is lucrative i i mean i know i don't personally make six hundred thousand dollars a year but i personally know court reporters who freelance that make that much um and in the courts we make well well above a hundred thousand dollars two hundred three hundred thousand dollars and you make that from the salary and then also from our transcript money. So, you know, when we go home at the end of the day, after court is done, after the trial's done and everybody's relaxing, I mean, the attorneys aren't always relaxing. They're looking through the transcripts and, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying nothing that you're going home relaxing, but, Tell you, um, you know, we're going truth. home and we're, <laughs> we're working on the transcripts until it's it's perfect and then we're sending it to you guys so you guys can do your job so it's you know it's a it's a well-oiled machine all of us together so yeah that's how we make you know extra money in the court from the transcripts yeah it really is so yeah you know uh and you're in criminal court right now and i i hear what you're saying in terms of uh things being short-staffed to the extent that they combine the parts which makes uh you know things the day all the more longer uh and stressful especially if you're also an attorney trying to get your your client's case call but uh one thing uh you know you make a great point so if we're going to order as an attorney if we're going to order the transcript let's say for at the end of the day uh at trial or for a deposition in a civil case uh that is money that you as the stenographer is going to earn right if we're asking and especially if we're asking for special things like rushing the transcript that's some right. big buck uh money that you could earn as a stenographer right yes and especially for real time so let's say i mean our courthouse we don't do real time but a lot of attorneys want real time so that's extra money also because you're getting it right there the transcript live where you don't even have to ask the court reporter to read back you can scroll and read back look to see what was said and that's also extra money because that's a that's another um uh another thing we offer right and plaza college is is where you got the skills to really get into the industry 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't personally go to Plaza College, but um, Plaza College is an amazing school. Well, in, in terms of what we think around here, they are the only place to go to find out about yeah. reporting. And uh, yep. who knows, maybe you could be a stenofluencer <laughs> with 10,000 followers of your own, uh, not to mention making $600,000 a year. Uh, Danae, it's been wonderful to have you with us. Thank you for being here. Friends, if you're listening and you're thinking, I want to be like Danae. Uh, you need to go to plazacollege.edu, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu, uh, and take that first step, which is learning the stenography, the court reporting itself. Then you can be a stenofluencer. P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu, coming right back. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I've teamed up with Steve Perillo to create a special offer for our AM970 family, a Perillo tour with yours truly in attendance, three nights in Rome, seeing the important sites like the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Forum, as well as a special dinner performance by yours truly, then fly to Sicily and spend three nights in Taormina. Next, Taormina's Godfather tour. Visit the medieval villages of Forza d'Ago, in Savoca, see the famous Barbatelli where Michael Corleone asked Apollonia's father for her hand in marriage. Next, on to Palermo for three more nights before flying home. A Perillo tour is a stress-free escorted vacation where you do not lift a finger. Call today, 800-431-1515, 800-431-1515, or please visit PerilloTours.com. Let's see, you've uh, applied for our open position for account representative? Yeah, that's the one. Great. I see you went to UC Berkeley? It was really awesome. We had several sit-ins to protest oppressive capitalism. Oh, and uh, how about your skills for this position? Oh, yes. I know all about how to spot microaggressions and root out privilege. Uh, we don't really do that here. We do accounting and finance consulting. Do you have any safe spaces? Safe spaces? Yes, where people can go to get away from the colonialist mentality. As long as there's a diversity, equity, and inclusion policy, we'll be fine. <sighs> Life's too short to waste your time on bad hires. I'm Andrew Krapichetz, the CEO and founder of RedBalloon.Work. Every week, tens of thousands of reliable, career-minded job seekers visit RedBalloon.Work without all that woke nonsense. Post your open jobs at RedBalloon.Work. And if you put in promo code SALEM, you'll receive 10% off your first month's job postings. AM 97, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. Again, if you want more info about how to be a court reporter, plazacollege.edu, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. That is where you go uh, and find out all about the court reporting program. They've got a, they've got a two-week uh, kind of intro uh, program that's free that I would also encourage you to take a look at. It's, it's really cool. Um, but but you, you just heard all the fun that uh, Danae is having with this. You got You got to give it a try. All right. Uh, final segment means it's Esquire etiquette time. And uh, Imran, we barely scratched the surface of the yeah. of the Trump indictment. I mean, we literally covered three different aspects of it. And there's 16,000 that we could have talked about. Um, but what's our Esquire etiquette for tonight? 
Sure. So, uh, Kevin, I always like to bounce off the topic uh, we spoke about today. So if you're a former president out there and you're facing a federal <laughs> indictment. Because <laughs> that applies to so many of us. <laughs> so I don't think I uh, really have the uh, capability to bounce it off too much on what, what President Trump uh, is facing right now. But I will say this. You have to be careful about what you say in terms of uh, the law. If you know that you're under scrutiny, whether it be by law enforcement or even in the civil context, you have litigation out there uh, and you are a party to litigation, you have to be careful about what you say either to other people. uh, And remember, in New York State, that is a one-party consent state for recording. And what do I mean by that? That one person who is a party to a conversation, whether it be in person or by a telephone call, uh, can record that conversation even without notifying the other person uh, or getting their consent. So you always have to be careful about what you say, particularly if it's something uh, that could be somehow uh, embroiled in a legal scandal down the line, whether criminally uh, or civilly. So uh, remember, just my, my point here is that especially with technology these days where you could just press record on your phone, put it in your pocket and have a conversation. I could tell you from firsthand experience that I have used as evidence uh, in cases for my clients, a recording that they have procured of another person legally because it was done in New York and it's a one party consent state. So just be careful out there about what you say, who you say it to uh, and what you're putting out there uh, in the realm of social media and the public domain, because if you never know, it could come back to bite you uh, if you have legal problems down the line. That is really well said. The Bible talks about uh, being wise in terms of when to speak and when not to speak. And I think that's always good advice, Imran. So thank you for uh, driving that point home tonight. And thanks for your great analysis. We're going to have lots to talk about in the weeks to come for sure. Absolutely, Kevin. We get to uh, totally break this down as time goes on from a prosecution perspective to a defense perspective. There's always two sides to every story, and I'm happy to do that with you on these Thursday nights. Now, you've got your legal lowdown show coming up Saturday on our sister station, AM 570. Give us a preview real quick. Sure, you got an exciting show. So I have Alan Dershowitz. He's almost like my standing guest, uh, talking uh, all things Trump and the indictment with me. Uh, and then I really run the gamut. I have someone talking about the migrant crisis here in New York, how the immigration law can adapt to this to really handle this influx of, of people across the border that right. may really cause us to buckle on a lot of other topics. Yeah, check it out. 12 noon uh, Saturday on AM 570, our sister station, AM 570, The Mission. Kevin McCullough, Imran Ansari, saying have a great night. We'll see you next time.